Hey there, everybody. My name is Jack Packard, the soft glow of electric sex, here for The Escapist. And I'm Nick Calandra, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. Oh, fudge. This week on The Escapist Show, we are going to talk about Immortals Phoenix Rising, a pair of indie titles, and then over in the news, we're going to talk about the Halo Infinite delay and the Cyberpunk 2077 pre-reviews. Oh, so many takes. Hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. I'll go, I'll go first about the games that I've been playing because uh, I don't have a ton to say about them. Okay. Because uh, I didn't know we were uh, recording an episode this week. Me so neither. I've, I've just been playing a little Thanks, week. Omar. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to talk uh, about a game that I actually really enjoyed thanks to its free demo over on Steam, Batbarian, which is a tiny little pixel art side-scrolling action puzzle game. Uh, it's very simple, 2D side-scrolling action puzzle-ease. Uh, you get a there's a free demo. You can download it right now and play it, and it convinced me to buy it. I had a ton of fun playing it. Uh, you know, enemies to fight. Did you say what platform is on? Oh, I played it on Steam. Mm. There's a free there's a free demo on Steam. Uh, there's enemies to fight. There's things to jump over. There's little puzzles to solve. There's secrets to find. So in any case, I played the free demo on Steam. Uh, it's a lovely, simple little game, and uh, I ended up getting it for my Switch. Uh, it'll be a great little Switch game, a little game to play while I'm like rendering videos or whatnot. Very much enjoyed it. The other game I tried out, uh, which is going to be a little more difficult to explain, is called Fight With Love. Okay. Fight With Love, uh, let, let me, I'm just going to read how it describes itself um, to, to try to make it easier, uh, which is, it's a roguelike dating sim deck building card game. That's a jack game. It sounds exactly <laughs> like a jack game, only it's way weirder. And so, like, I didn't get a chance to play much of it because... Uh, one, it's an early access, mm -hmm. and two, it's very complicated. So another game that you're um, going to try and drop. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, it needs it needs to polish some of the user interface. Like I didn't quite understand what I was doing. So mm -hmm. like, it's early. It's early access. Right. So you have your cards that you play to battle the people that you love. I think. And you can make little sentences with the cards. And if you make like a complete sentence, it does extra damage. Okay. You have like a card that says love and a card that says you and a card that says I. So you can make play I love you. And that like does damage to them. But I don't know if damage is a good thing to do with them or not. There's, there's a lot I don't understand about playing the game, but it is weird as heck. And so I kind of love it because it's so weird, um, but it's breaking my brain a little bit in that it does not explain itself very well. <laughs> well, yep, that's that's a jack game. <laughs> that's a jack game, and I do like I, I like I can see in in the cloud in in the muck there is a solid, very funny, interesting idea in there, mm -hmm. and it's just not cleaned up enough right. as far as like accessibility to a new player. That's what I think they need to work on. But it's weird. And what was it called again? 
Fight with Love. Okay. All right. Roguelike deck building dating sim. Huh. It's, it's weird. <laughs> I can't recommend it. I don't have it a take I, on that. <laughs> I, I, I can't even. I don't have a take on it, and I played it. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick, you uh, you were playing a game that people know. <laughs> yeah, I, I have been playing a uh, another AAA game, uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Which uh, you know we we previewed in the past, and we both kind of came away from a little middling on it. Uh, oh, I did not come across middling. I came. You across did not like it. Yeah, it. you yeah. did not like it. I saw something there, but I wasn't so sure. Uh, but the more time I've spent with it, actually, the more I've come to really enjoy it. Uh, the mm. preview didn't really do a great job of giving you like that feeling of just go anywhere, do anything kind of thing. Um, sure. And also the puzzles in it were very very simple, which. You know, if you're, I think in a preview, you kind of want to show like the scaling complexity of the puzzles, right? Uh, and they, they failed to do that. I dropped my phone. Yeah, uh, they really did. Yeah, they did not impress me with their with their demo. Yeah, and the, the, the combat, they didn't give you enough abilities to mess around with to, you know, really give you a sense of like how the combat evolves over time. And mm-hmm. uh, in the final game, all that all of my complaints are mostly, you know, uh, fixed. Like the exploration is actually a lot of fun, and when you're exploring, a lot like in Breath of the Wild, um, everything you do like helps you progress, right? So, mm. going around and finding all the little things on the map like progresses your character with new stats, or um, you know, causes you to go into the dungeons like you do in, in uh, Breath of the Wild to get those tokens. I think to unlock new abilities or hearts oh, sure. or hearts. I think it was in. in Breath of the Wild. You you got the, you got the things that you could turn in for either hearts or stamina. Right, right. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, same concept. Like Immortals has all of that, um, mm-hmm. and the puzzles actually get really complex. Like there's a lot of fun physics puzzles that I wasn't expecting um, to get as complex as they do. Like just some like where you have to use like air vents and push things and then go run and catch it and pull it down and and then fly over and be in front of it and pull it back in mm-hmm. and um, lots of fun like image puzzles that you get to do and. Uh, some really really long puzzles too where like sometimes you'll solve a riddle and then you'll go and do uh, a fight and then and then an image puzzle Uh, so it's it's been a it's just been a really relaxing experience Uh, the world is really fun to explore and colorful Mm. Uh, the combat's still you know eh, but uh, it's grown on me the more i've played it it got it's gotten more depth than i was expecting (laughs) Um, the, you know, like the thing for me is like the world was just so generic. Like it, to me, like yes, it had bright colors, but nothing felt personal about it. You know, um, that was just. And, and you know, of course, I only played the demo. It, I only played that little preview, yeah. so it's like obviously I didn't play the full game. But I just remembered. I remember coming away from it with an with an incredible meh. Yeah, no, it's actually got a lot of charm because like when you go around and do like a lot of the puzzles or. Um, you find like monuments or ever whatever, like Zeus and Prometheus will come in and tell you the story about it, and it's like in a really oh, funny and quirky them. way. They're they're no, not as they're them. not as insufferable as they were in the demo for you. Uh, they, <laughs> they were insufferable. <laughs> I, yeah, I will say like the I find it funny, and that's going to be a really subjective thing, and it's going to make or of break course. the game for a lot of people. Right. right. Um, but the the writing overall has been really funny because like Ares is turned into into a chicken. 
and there's some like adult humor in there that's like masked by like childish stuff uh sure. and same with like uh Athena. there's adult humor that's childish stuff uh just that yeah out there. <laughs> well, i mean like just putting it just i just want to repeat the sentence that you just said and that's all i don't know how to word it but you know he's a, he's a chicken and so instead of saying fuck he'll say cluck and you know <laughs> so, but they sometimes like drop the random asshole in there and all that and sure it's kind of kind of weird um that's the one like the big thing ubisoft really needs to work on is just their their writing in general like the overall story of the game hasn't hooked me and i think the biggest thing it's missing is kind of like what you said it feels a bit generic so like breath of the wild when you get in there it like you you have a really great sense of like this mystery that you're uncovering of a fallen world kind of thing yeah 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 immortals doesn't really have that even though it's like the same concept uh and so it's more of like I don't know. It's just it, it really is just like a, a generic, fun little open world action adventure game with some humor in there if you really you know, if it's if you like it or not, <laughs> I guess. A breath of the wild like. Yeah. Part of this new generation of Breath of the Wild likes. Yeah, um and it's still like we said in the preview, it's it's kinda of missing that systemic nature of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's more of like go clear each section on the map kind of thing. Traditional you are doing a style. bad job selling this game. <laughs> I, I I don't think you're gonna you're definitely not gonna enjoy it. I mean uh you know, it's it's really it's an okay experience. I like it. <laughs> it's kinda like Valhalla too. Like, you know, I I just found my own enjoyment by adventuring, making it a Viking sure. adventure. And it's kind of the same thing with this, is like the world is interesting enough for me to want to stick with it and explore and complete uh, to eh, it's okay <laughs> I, yeah it's it's really is okay and i'm sure yahtzee's zp is gonna rip into it but yeah um as far as ubisoft games go i mean it's got more charm and style than any other game they've released in the past decade so <laughs> sure and i kind of hope you know you know they have beyond good and evil 2 coming up over the horizon and all that i kind of hope they get back into the more less gritty realism stuff and more into this you know, fantasy creative side that Ubisoft used to be known for before Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, it's not another Assassin's Creed game, so we should be happy about that. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, you know, that, well, I mean, that's a great way to put it is like it feels like a a, a game from like a past generation, really. Sure. You know, it, it hmm. so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're moving on, plowing through. It's pretty late at night, you can't tell because we're indoors. But now, here's the topics. First off, Nick, this is very important news. The the world is forever changed because Halo Infinite was delayed. It is. Yeah, well, you know, it was delayed uh, earlier this year. It's supposed to release on the Xbox Series X as a launch title. Sure. And if you go back and look at the July demo, you're like, how? How how was this ever going to make it? And then today we finally learned that it's now going to launch a year later in fall 2021. Uh, wow. Yeah. And as a fan of Halo, like as much as I like the gameplay look of Infinite, the demo that was released in July, it was not ready. And when you're reading through the blog post today, dealing with all the changes, they, they knew like a lot of those visual elements were, weren't ready. They just mm-hmm. wanted to really show the gameplay of Halo Infinite. But they failed to convey that, and honestly, probably better that they did fail to convey that because they got a lot of useful feedback from that demo of saying like, "Hey, <laughs> this doesn't look ready," and I'm afraid of what would happen if they didn't release that demo and just release the game. 
Right. Well, to me, that just like that just says like who is in charge? If you didn't know, well, their whole creative how... team has changed <laughs> since then. So good. Yeah. Like if if you were unaware that it wasn't ready to show people, come on, get yeah. get it together. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and in this day and age, like you can't show the internet something before it's ready. You just can't. Right. Um, but either way, like I, I think it's a good thing that they did, even if it you know results in a lot of bad shit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the game needed to be delayed. And I'm glad they push it back to fall 2021 because like every Halo fan like me and people on Xbox in general who are waiting for that next big exclusive want that game to be good. The team wants that game to be good. Now they have the time to make it good and not be pressured to crunch on it and all that other stuff that comes with it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like take all the time they need. And and the update they released today, like detailed all the visual feedback they're doing. Uh, you know they've they've updated the models and the meshes and uh, the sound you know the uh, special effects and all that kind of stuff and they released some new images that look really good uh, much better than what we saw uh, from the July demo and and as far as I'm aware. Oh no, you can keep going. I'm gonna <laughs> just play Spelunky too. Oh okay. Uh, well, you know they showed off some multiplayer stuff. See, at least when I'm a jerk, I don't. You can't hear. Well, I guess you could hear me crunching on food, but <laughs> I'll just yeah. pretend to press the button. Yeah. So the uh, cam- they haven't shown off any more of the campaign yet. They're going to show it off later. We've seen the multiplayer looks better, but in general, uh, Halo being delayed to fall 2021 overall is just a good thing for that game. It needs it. The question is now, what the hell does Xbox have for the first half of 2021? And hopefully we see something on Thursday at the Game Awards. My guess is there's going to be a bunch of stuff at the Game Awards. That was a couple days ago when this comes out. Um, you know, Xbox also has Game Pass, yep. which is, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, and then they're Xbox. Yep. You know, they, they, have, they have the price as well with the Series S yep. as far as like next gen is concerned. So I think they're I, in pretty good standings. They they do need a, a few. They need a couple like only on Xbox games if they want to pump up them numbers. Yeah, well, they do have a Gears Five campaign expansion dropping next week, mm. uh, which is neat. It's like a whole new standalone story, which actually kind of excites me if they're going to go in that direction for Infinite because I know you're not into the lore or anything. Um, but in general, for like Xbox's games, a lot of them I think are going to be kind of live games in the sense of the word. Sure. Um, but what excites me is like if they're gonna do standalone stories for games like Gears Five and all that with a whole new cast of characters, uh, Halo Infinite as a platform could be really cool because you could have like the main story from Master Chief, maybe a side story looking at Blue Team from the books that we didn't get enough in Halo Five, maybe a side story at Atriox or you know the main baddie kind of thing. Um, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff they can do there, and especially you know they have the money to do it. But yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, well, the Game Awards will have happened, so my small predictions are that we're going to see a new Forza Horizon there. We'll get a release update on Forza, whatever next it's called. Maybe a new indie or two. Absolutely. The last thing I'll say on that is that between my PS5 and Xbox Series X, I've had a lot less technical issues on my Series X than I have my PS5. Ooh, that's, you're calling out the PlayStation team. Uh, yeah, there's been quite a few reports lately about PS5 crashing and all that, so... I don't know. I'm just excited for Xbox. I'm excited for Halo. You know, it's it's okay to be excited about games in general. And I'm I'm glad that they're taking the time they need so they don't crunch because that's what I was I was concerned about. Mm. I was actually legitimately concerned about that because the feedback was harsh, 
and mm-hmm. you know three four three has a lot of pressure on them to get that game right <laughs> the last thing you want to see they got a franchise to keep up yeah yeah last thing you want to see is that team just get crunched and you know burnt out over that absolutely you know speaking of crunch burnout and fan expectations that segues right into cyberpunk 2077 which releases in two days from recording this and already the internet is insufferable all of the positivity it's the greatest game ever to be made all of the negativity it has problematic elements it's not as good as you think it's in fact a very bad game neither of these people have played the game in my opinion that's all i'm seeing is everybody speculating about a game that when we record this will come out in two days yeah this is my big problem with the cyberpunk 2077 (laughs) discourse at the moment yeah i feel like this is just happening with every big game Mm -hmm. In the past two years, you know, Last of Us Part Two discourses like this before it even came out because of leaks. Cyberpunk's the same way. You know, I, the whole review discourse around the game is basically like people that haven't, like, I think you're wrong. Like, the people that reviewed the game have played the game. They had the code for about a week and a half, which, mm-hmm. you know, for a game this big, maybe that's enough time. Uh, also a bit hypocritical because how many times have the games media and us been complaining about crunch, right? And to really review that game in a week and a half while doing your full-time job sounds like crunch to me gonna be some crunch gonna (laughs) be some crunch so that's why i kind of tweeted out i'll be like i'll be interested to see what publications cover this game and Uh, that's a bit of that's a bit of a shot uh but and i before people were like oh well you're just saying because you didn't have a copy i unless we had two weeks to review that game i would not have posted a review that day we'd have been a first impressions at at the most would have been a first impressions piece because a the day one patch wasn't even ready for the game for reviewers that patch will be mm-hmm. out when the day comes out or the, when the game comes out the day of uh so they didn't even you know they're reviewing it with all these pre-launch bugs and everything which everybody's gonna have to go back and update the review anyways so you to, know the, you know to to me the 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 my my issue so far is like the fervor the like the fever that has grown around cyberpunk 2077 which is like it's partly like like this show for example you and me we need to find topics to talk about a lot a lot of times that topic is literally just speculation yep companies like said the project like microsoft like sony like to feed into that speculation because we give out free advertising for them right like we're talking about games keeping the discussion about games going just helps the game industry in general so that's why they feed off of the things we discuss they give us things to discuss we discuss them churn 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 the issue with that the problem with that is with the several delays of cyberpunk everybody is like uh, ravenous for more information and now we're just two days away and people are people are spewing all sorts of nonsense and we we just got to slow down a little bit yeah i mean i think it's a problem with review discourse in general like it's never made sense to me and i've done this for over a decade now and it's still never made sense to me all these like a publication reviews game commenters come to comment on that review saying whether the review is right or wrong without ever having touched the game for themselves like what are you where where in your head is it clicking that you've played a game that you've never played right (laughs) i'm like and but the problem is like you know we people do that and then the games media feeds back into the discourse by calling it out and it's like all right just like chill the fuck out it's a video game first off 
Like it's mm-hmm. it's escapism entertainment. It might have something to say. It might not. Uh, you as a player have not touched the game for yourself. And and also, like I had people even in my tweet, like when I was tweeting out about like don't expect really fleshed out reviews today because hardly anybody had a copy. It turns out apparently a lot of publications had a copy, but we don't. <laughs> and, and neither did any non-mainstream publication really. So that's kind of annoying. Sure. Uh, just because like it's a, a game of attrition to get the traffic for that stuff. Uh, but either way, we have ZP, so we still win. Uh, <laughs> but as far as like the, re- the reviews go, like uh, on my Twitter, I-, I talked about how we shouldn't expect like any really fleshed out reviews and all that. And some of the people that commented were like reading reviews from publications that they already don't like. Mm. And it's just like, so people, people A, comment on reviews and have an opinion about a game they've never played two go to review read reviews from publications they know they don't like and then bitch about reading said review <laughs> so it's just like the whole review it's, discourse just needs to be reset it's like all right find the reviewers well, people, you trust and listen to <laughs> you know nick people do that so they can complain about it on social media so that all of their followers will agree with them and retweet all of their tweet on social media giving them more social media credibility so that they can make their own reviews and then other people in other reviews will make fun of their reviews, their Twitter reviews, and then their Twitter followers will say, oh, no, we don't like that, giving this person more online credibility. And then this person will keep fighting, and then they'll fight together, and both of their numbers will raise up. And because both of their numbers uh, are raising up, they get more and more credibility, which means that they'll get more uh, advanced copies of games like uh, Cyberpunk, and, and, and you and me will just be out of a job get a little tin can and clinkity clinkity clink that's what's gonna happen fuck twitter yeah, yeah. i mean listen everybody, everybody's being hyperbolic about yeah. cyberpunk uh the I, I i feel and and i've said this before i feel like expectations for the games have reached a point where even said the project at this point cannot pull them back like expectations uh, people are going to be disappointed, I think. I feel like there is not a, a world in which people are not disappointed by the game. Expectations have reached a a point where where they're never going to be met. So make sure everybody just remember, just pull it back. Do you think the uh, do you think the media needs to take a look inward about that? And because I, I think what happened, at least how I perceive it a lot, is like the media feeds into that hype machine, right? Because we get access to previews and all that, and a lot of them are showing the best part of the game, and we kind of uncritically look at it like to hype up our audiences and then to get them clicks yeah of course to get them clicks of course because we then, want them scoops to get them clicks and then the reviews come out and it's not as good as everybody says it is and then we complain that people are you know too hyped up about a game i mean there's literally been articles about this this past week about people being too hyped for a game it's like okay but the media helps that happen right <laughs> like trailers only do. do so much the media hypes well, up the game to in sort insurmountable levels we did it for the last of us part two and mm-hmm. we did it for Star Wars, and like I, I think the media and needs to look inward at like how we cover <sighs> games. With such part of it is the media, but but it's both. like we just said, part of it is to get the clicks, which means that we are just feeding the appetite of our viewers, right? Because when we talk about The Last of Us or Star Wars or who knows what other pop culture things, Marvel movies, right? That's when we get more clicks. And so, like, we're just we're just trying to get we're just trying to do our job. <laughs> talk about things that people want to hear, 
if well, they keep wanting to hear you, about the same thing said, over you, and over You again. said it. It's like we cover what people want to hear. <laughs> so, and then when they don't hear what they want to hear, it... <laughs> exactly. And so, like, they're... It's to me, it's like the relationship between us commentators and our audience. And we want to make sure that we are giving them stuff that they would like to hear us talk about, but at the same time, give them new, fresh stuff, right? We're trying to find that balance. And so, but part of that is just, is like talking about stuff that they already know that uh, they like, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. And I just, I just think in general, like the media needs to take a bit more responsibility for driving up these hype machines before we go Mm. back and complain about it. Like that it's, you know, out of control and all this bullshit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think part part of me says yes. Part of me also says like it's okay to be excited about something if you well, are really yeah, excited about yeah. something. Like, it's I don't, okay, I but like I don't believe in it. Like I don't believe in like toxic hype or anything like that. I, I you know it's nice to see, and I'm sure the developers love seeing people that excited about what they're working. Right. On. So of course you know, but it's also like okay, no game or anything like this is gonna be perfect. Star Wars is never gonna be perfect. You gotta right. learn. People have to relearn to accept critical I mean, feedback on the things that they're really excited about because it's always going to happen Ewok, the Ewok adventures were pretty good this is all I'm saying like the made for TV movies starring the Ewoks yeah, like, never I actually watched like this oh they're they're adorable no, I mean they're bad they're very bad either way but, <laughs> not, to, not to shit on cyberpunk so much because like we haven't played it yet I'm excited to check right. it out yeah yeah I, I'm excited to play I'll it. be honest that I fell asleep during the E3 demo but you know <laughs> it's That's uh, E3 I'm, I'm excited to see I don't know. I, I, just, I, think, I think yeah. I think a lot of the previews kind of hyped it up to be like this big game changing game. And and Yahtzee and I, and I both said it after mm-hmm. watching. And I, I saw most of the E3 thing. I didn't fall asleep through the whole thing or anything. But Yahtzee and I both said it coming out of that E3 thing together. It was like there wasn't anything there that I haven't seen other games do before. It just looks better. <laughs> right. So. And I guess like that to me, that's the big takeaway is like, it's okay to be excited about something. It's okay to like want to enjoy something, but make sure you keep your expectations realistic and don't get too caught up in that wave or else you're just bound for disappointment. Yep. Yeah. 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 I would have liked to have my first impressions for Cyberpunk for this episode, but we're not cool enough to get copies early. Ooh, dang. (laughs) We're not one of the cool kids because we have real conversations about stuff like this. (laughs) If we were were just churning that hype machine, you know we'd have a copy by now. I feel like we haven't done any hype for Cyberpunk, honestly. Probably not. (laughs) So that's the lesson. Tune in next week. What's the next big game that we want a preview copy of? Like, what's the next big, big game coming out? Hitman 3 in January. Okay, so Hitman 3... Uh, we need to start doing hype for Elden Ring. Okay, a game that we don't have a release date for. That's right. Start hyping exactly. it up. Best game ever, 2025. It's going to be the best game ever. It's from software. It's George R. R. Martin. Oh my God, it's going to be the greatest. Like if we keep doing that, then we get the copy All right, right, so that's that's our first episode of January 2021. Countdown Elden to Elden Ring. No, 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 not countdown. Elden oh. Ring is the best game we've never played. <laughs> I love it. I'm there. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. We're, it's going to be nothing but hype for Elden Ring It'll until be the first we get a Escape show episode copy. that gets 100,000 views. Calling it now. <laughs> huh? Well, I guess you'll have to wait until next year to see. Uh, bye. My name is Jack Packard, semi professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. My name is Nick Calandra, the anti hype machine of The Escapist. And at our chief at some point. Wow. You're you're the anti-hype man. You're you're on stage with the rapper. Unless it's Halo. 
Halo is the best game I've never played as well. You're on you're on stage with the rapper, and you know he's doing his thing, and he and he cuts over to you, and you're like, nah. Well, I nah. am I am uncharismatic, so that would be me. Nah. <laughs> just just not good enough. Can nah. you do a little bit better than that? <laughs> I thought that rhyme was fairly weak. <laughs> <laughs>